0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. No, I am not Pastors Mike or Elizabeth. Um, don't look like either one of them. I'm not them. So they are gone. They are in Florida at an M- leading an MFI conference uh, this week uh, for church leaders in Orlando. So it's probably a lot hotter there than it is here. <laughs> is it ever going to get cooler again? I don't know. I just, I'm beginning to wonder. Every time I think it's going to be cool, it's, it's actually hotter. But anyway, I'm excited about, um, oh, the, the, the children. Please go with Dana. <laughs> it's not that we don't want you. It's that she needs you over there. <laughs> to help her with that class. (laughs) I saw that hand waving back there, and I'm like, it takes me a minute, but I finally saw you. (laughs) Um, This morning, I wanna talk a little bit about first things first. Um, It's been like 26, no, 26, 20 plus years ago, um, my late husband and I, decided we were going to build a home and we were going to build on some land that my sister sold us between my oldest sister and my sister Phyllis over here on the my left your right, uh, the beautiful blonde <laughs> and um, it was a very interesting time because during that time that we were building uh, I, my husband and I stayed with my sister Hazel and then the kids, Matt and Leah, Matt just left, <laughs> stayed with Phyllis. But we had some of the best times coming together every evening for dinner. And I can tell you, I probably gained some weight even though I was working really hard because Phyllis made biscuits every, every, pretty much every evening, didn't you? I, I really got used to that. I don't know. She doesn't do that anymore for me. I, I don't understand, really. Maybe somebody should talk to her and ask her, did I do something wrong? Because... I can't figure it out, and, um, but we didn't want to spend a lot of money when we built our house, and so we did a lot of things ourselves. and honestly, if it wasn't for Phyllis's husband, Tommy, uh, he just knew something about everything. He really did about building houses and construction and all that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, we were like, well, we're going to have to do a lot ourselves, because we didn't have the money to do to get just somebody to do it all or whatever. And so um, I don't know how this happened, but I guess it was because my husband worked full time still. I ended up being like the contractor of the situation. Okay, if y'all know me, that is not my thing. Um, and But I was willing to do it because again, you know, we needed to save the money. And I can remember um, just things happening during that time. Uh, like, for instance, uh, Phyllis and I, we, her husband convinced me that I could drive the dump truck that as he, do, as he dug up our basement and put the dirt in, Phyllis and I would take off like, woo! <laughs> and I can tell you, my husband didn't want to get rid of any trees. He was one of those people that did not want to get rid of trees. And my driveway still is like the trees are just closing in on it. And and we had inches, didn't we, room to get in and out. And I had to back that thing down and around to the, you know, so he could load it with dirt. And then I would, I wouldn't go off the property because I didn't have, don't tell anybody, I didn't have any license, but um, I stayed on our property, you know, (laughs) and we would dump the dirt. But Phyllis and I was like, I don't think, I think it was good we were ignorant. Uh, because if we, if we knew the danger that we were in sometimes, we probably wouldn't have done it. But we, we just had a blast doing that. And it was some of my best memories. But uh, it was some of the hardest times for me, too. Because uh, being uh, someone that is not familiar with a lot of building, even though I loved doing construction, and I used to be a, a carpenter's helper at one time in my younger years, And I loved it. I loved building things and, and, you know. uh, But the thing is, is trying to do something on that big of a scale when you felt like you were not capable, but you felt like you had to do it. (laughs) And, you know, the hardest thing of it was, was like, trying to figure out, okay, the materials, and going, finding out where to go, and of course, her husband helped me a lot with that. He told me where to go for materials, and he told me who to call to do the plumbing, and he told me, you know, just told me a lot of stuff I didn't know, because we could not do the plumbing ourselves. I'm sorry, that was just something we could not do, but we have had a good friend that helped, you know, uh, he he told me that, you know, yeah, I'll I'll just supervise, and y'all can do the electricity, y'all, I'll show you how to run it, and then y'all can and then I'll come, and, you know, one time I actually got knocked off my ladder when I was wiring my um, room downstairs, my laundry room. That hurt. <laughs> uh, it was it was like, I thought, that really hurts. Uh, electricians have a dangerous job, I can tell you that right now, they really do. Uh, but anyway, so if you're an electrician, I really appreciate you. So anyway, we... We did all of that, and uh, I mean, so I was the one, you know, I had a lot of stress during that time, you know, because I was going through some health things at the same time, and then the, this, it it was like, every time I thought, okay, we're going a little smooth, something new would happen, like I had to fire one of the men that was working for us, and can I tell you that is not my thing either, because the day before I was praying for him, I laid hands on his back and was praying for him as he was busy working because he, I could see he was in pain. And so I went over and I said, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. And so I I was praying for him. And then the next day I said, you're fired. (laughs) That was not good for me or for him, but I had to do it. You know, business is business. (laughs) So anyway, but the hardest thing I did in all of this craziness that was happening around us. I mean, I even had to do the window seals and never done them before, so I'm like trying to figure out how to cut them. and I looked, picture, I looked at pictures so I'd know what they're supposed to look like. Phyllis was my assistant on that. She's like, you got this a little bit too long, I, you know. I'm like, we'll just, we'll cut it off again, then I'd have it too short, and then Leah would come behind us and put some, stuff in it to cover it up so anyway don't come to my house and look too hard (laughs) just don't come um but the hardest thing i did was and and i blame tommy for this i know he's no longer with us if he was here i might still be beating him up about it but he told me when we needed uh what is it called a silt erosion i'll find it on here i even wrote it down because i thought i'm not going to remember that but you know those silt fences that go around properties when they're digging and stuff, you know, to keep the erosion from going into the uh, the the waters and stuff like that. Well, we had to do that and and I had to hire somebody to do that. I thought, you mean you have to hire somebody to do that? And he's like, yeah, but you know, you can you can go to the library and you can get the test and study it and, and it doesn't cost hardly anything to take the test and you can do it yourself and me, I hate tests, I don't know how he talked me into that, I really, I still don't know how he talked me into that, because I've never been good at tests, Um, I can know a lot, and then when, you know, you get, try to do it, it's like, where did it go, you know, because of the stress of it, and so Leah's like, I'll go with you, mom, we'll go to the library, she's a teenager at this time, and she's, but she's very supportive, and and so we go to the library, and the library, and I don't know if y'all remember the library uh, that was right on 6 that was down in the courthouse more, and it was really tiny, and they, they had the computer right up where the door was, and so every the distractions were crazy. Like people coming in, and then they had some kind of special school thing where students were coming in, and they were doing something and making all this noise, and here I am trying to figure out what to do on this computer, and Matt and Leah used to stand in my doorway at home and they would peep around and watch me try to do stuff on my computer. And they would just, and I'd turn around and see them and they'd just explode with laughter because I didn't grow up doing, you know, having computers and stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, just because Matthew was good at, you know, he put our computer stuff together at 10, you know, it didn't mean I could do that. And so, anyway, they thought I was hilarious. So, why I was convinced to go do this, I still, to this day, will just do not know. Um, but maybe God wanted, wanted me to do it because he wanted me to see that I could do anything that I needed to do um, as long as I trusted him. So, And I really had to pray a lot during this because when I got down there, the, the lady that was there, and I don't, I don't know her name. I can't remember what she looked like, but she wasn't that helpful In fact, she looked irritated with me. I think she could sense that I didn't know what I was doing, and she wasn't in the mood to tell me. And so I got on the computer with Leah's help, and I started trying to look for where do I go to study for this test so that I can do this and so I can be certified. And all at once, I looked and I noticed that I was ready to take the test. And now at this point, I would have had to pay I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. I didn't know what to do, but take the test. I never studied. I had no idea what I was doing. It was the craziest thing I've ever done. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to just, Leah's like, just, just take the test, Mom. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then she just kind of, <laughs> you know, she, she didn't believe that. But um, So anyway, I I said, okay, I, I, I'll just take the test. and I'll pray. I, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just reading all this information and questions and that I've never seen or heard before, and I'm like, oh, God, help me pick something right here. And so throughout the test, I just prayed, and I was just... Like, what have I got myself into? I was hating on Tommy. I've forgiven him since, I really have. Um, Well, I think, I think, maybe I have. This is bringing it all up again, it's stirring up stuff in me, (laughs) so anyway. um, We, believe it or not, I passed the test. I could not tell you, really, much about it, except for I prayed a lot, and I just picked something at random, you know, like, okay, this is probably the right answer. And so, but that didn't stop the situation with that silt fence. I, beca- I got to where I hated that silt fence because not only did we have, after I took the test and got through all that drama, we had to actually put it where it belonged, which means you have to dig down pretty deep to keep those things standing and strong enough in case there's, you know, flooding or something. It can hold all that, you know, erosion and stuff. So anyway, I was so busy calling people and people showing up late, my materials being there, they're going to get wet. Y'all know what it's like if you've ever built a house, even if you don't build it and you have somebody else, it's always something that you have to deal with. And so I, I was just going through one of those times. It was right after I had fired the one guy and it was a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, I uh, I think the inspector's coming today to look at that silt fence. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, it's not even buried yet. So I hurried up and got Leah and, and Matt, and I said, come on, y'all got to help me. We got to dig fast. And it felt like 120 degrees outside. And I really thought I was going to die because I am digging with everything I have. I, I was water. I could have taken my clothes up and just wrung water out of them. I was just... I mean, we were all just frustrated. And I said, why did I do this? And then my, if you know my where my house is, there was nothing but trees in the back. And so you're trying to dig down through roots and oak trees. Y'all know what oak trees are like. And so trying to dig and trying to do all that, it was just more than I could do. And finally, I knew I had to stop or I'm going to pass out. And so here he comes, Mr. Inspector. And... He's walking along. I'm like, oh, please don't pull up on that fence. Please don't pull, don't pull up on that fence. I, I just I want to pass this thing. I don't, I don't want to have to. I, I didn't know what he would do to me, maybe put me in jail, because, see, this is all new to me. I had no idea what he was going to do to me. <laughs> and so anyway, he, as soon as he pulled up like on this one area, and which, which was the area I was hoping he wouldn't go to, because it had the roots, all the roots. There was only a little bit of it that didn't have roots. And so he went, And it came right up. And I thought, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. This is not for me. And then I said to him, please give me mercy. I said, I'll do it again, and I'll do it right. It makes me want to cry now because that was God. Ask for mercy. And this guy was a Christian at the time, and I didn't know that. So when I said, because he was angry. He was like, I, I wasted my time coming up here. You don't even have, I mean, he was fussing at me. It was a very intimidating experience for me. And when I just got quiet and I heard myself asking him, just ask for mercy, his whole demeanor changed. He said, okay. He said, you're a Christian, aren't you? I said, I am. He said, I am too. I was like, <laughs> oh, thank you, God. So anyway, it was just one thing after another. Doing things that I was not experienced doing and failing and just stuff happening. Um, it's just a lot of hard work and, um, you know, the the thing that I don't want to forget to say this because I haven't really been looking at my notes, but... Um, the most important part of building a house is making sure that you have a strong foundation. And I think most of you know that here. A strong foundation. And um, I read Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen, and it says this. It's in the New Living Translation. It says, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem. A firm and tested stone, it is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. See, the cornerstone, also called a foundation stone, is the first stone laid or set in the construction of the foundation. All other stones will be set in reference to the cornerstone. This determines the position of the entire structure of your house. So it's very important to have that stone in place. And in Acts 4, 11, 12, it says, For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So when we receive salvation of Jesus Christ, he becomes the firm foundation in us. He becomes our cornerstone, our personal cornerstone. Now we carry the presence, the spirit of the living God is inside of us. In 2 Corinthians 6, Paul talks about, for we are the temple of the living God or the house of the living God we are that's what we are to him so uh jesus is the chief cornerstone that the church builds on that's you and me um the bible talks a lot about how to build the church the temple the house uh corporately and individually he talks about this in the, in the Word. And in Luke 6, 47 through 49, he says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone... Who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without foundation, without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into the heap of ruins. So obedience, hearing the voice of God and obeying it is key to have our house built on a firm down foundation. It says in Psalm one twenty seven one: unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. In other words, so that is very important. So we have to let him build all of us, not just the foundation, not just to invite him in so we can go to heaven one day and be forgiven for our sins, but we need to invite him in to every part of our life so that we can have um we won't have the ruins that we've seen in the bible with the with the israelites and and how so many terrible things happen to them, but um if we want to see our lives blessed so psalm one twenty seven I'm going to read that again one twenty seven one unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted, and when I think back on all the Stuff that happened and went through, you know, with building my house, all of us on the roof, not knowing if we were going to fall off, trying to put shingles on, and never done anything like that. I mean, it was craziness, I can tell you. Um, but we were so happy and joyous at times when we saw things come together. It says, Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries or soldiers. Uh, it will do no good. And so, without him building our house, uh, there's no point in building it, and there's no protection. So, we have to let him build, uh, build our house. Uh, we can't build or protect this house with our own strength. Uh, we had these carpenter bees that came in um, a few years after we—they um, might have come in early. I don't remember now. It's been so long. Um, but we had carpenter bees that um, set up camp at two of my doors, my back doors. Um, and they drilled and drilled every year at a certain time. I would go out on the deck, and they would just come right at my face like this. And they would just hover and try to intimidate me, because they were telling me, this is my area right here. This is, this is mine. You, you need to go. <laughs> And I'm like, I've never seen that before. I mean, they wouldn't attack me. They just would stare at me and and intimidate, try to intimidate me. At first, I was intimidated because I'd never had that experience before. But after a while, I got used to them, even though I was sitting there watching them and listening to them chew my doors down. they It was really the frames. And, and after a while, the doors, you could tell that they were moving because they were just eating my house away. <laughs> and there was some things done wrong you know that that too Um, but the the point is is that these things were going on and I it was it was just too difficult for me to even think about the situation anymore because I had already been through the process of doing so much building the house and going through all the stuff that I went through then and I just I thought you know I can't do one more thing I don't want to look at another paintbrush. I don't want to look at my saw. I, I put it downstairs, and I was like, that's it. I, I just don't want to do anymore ever again. I don't want to, and I used to like it. Um, anyway, they, they claimed their territory, and it wasn't until the last couple years that uh, it got to the point. Um, my husband passed away three years ago, and so he was sick a long time before he passed away, and so I just... I was just like, my job, the only thing that I can think about right now is just taking care of him and doing whatever he needs. I, I can't think of anything else. I can't think about these bees that are out there. And it's, they were so loud that it was disturbing because there would be multiple bees. And they actually, when they made those holes, then the ants felt free to come and go in. And they would find their ways in, in the house. You know, it was just like a crazy, crazy time. Uh, so my son-in-law, uh, came and looked at it for me. I finally decided uh, my door is just, somebody's going to open it and it's just going to fall over if I don't deal with this. And so, um, he replaced my doors and during that time he, he, he said, you got to replace all your framing and all that stuff too, which he did. And, uh, and I was just so thankful. I just, you know, that I didn't have to do it, but God gave me someone that could do the thing that needed to be done. And I think, you know, when God is building our house, he uses us for each other. You know, we don't have to feel like, we just have to, you know, figure out what God is saying and then, you know, do it. But sometimes God will send someone to speak into your life and to tell you this is what you need to do right now. Especially when you're in a, in a struggle, when you're in a way that that is overwhelming you. That's why we need each other in the body. We need each other to help each other when one is down, when one is struggling, then this one over here can come and lift you up and and encourage you so that you don't get so discouraged that you give up because that's what the enemy wants us to do. He just wants us to to get so discouraged that we just give up. Uh, I remember, you know, the word is so important to me I remember that um, when I was a fairly new Christian, um, in fact, I was a new Christian, uh, I would, would read every morning, and I like, I'm one of those people that are, that's early, and I know some of you are not, and that's okay. So I'm not pointing a finger or anything. I'm just saying that's who I am. I like to get up early because I, like, I don't like any disruptions. I can't, I can't think if I have any noises except for music. And so I get up early in the morning, um, to do my devotions and stuff. And this one particular morning, because I, I was just learning about the word and reading the word as a Christian and praying and all that stuff. I, I was new to all that. And the, the scripture that I just opened my Bible up to Proverbs seven four seven, And this is in the New King James Version because that's the one that I learned it in. But it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And I was like, so what does that really mean? I mean, I I, mean, I know about wisdom and stuff, and, but I, I really don't know what this I don't know what you're saying to me, God. And I was just like kind of flipping about it. And I just flipped the pages, and it opened up to Job twenty-eight, twenty-eight. So I started reading, and I was blown away. It says, and to man he said, behold, the fear of the Lord That is wisdom. He started answering my question with another scripture. And he said, and to depart from evil is understanding. I was like, no way. (laughs) That didn't just happen to me. And I was all alone. And so I was like wanting to tell somebody. I'm like, why isn't somebody here that I can share this with right now? This is like too good. And it just, you know, and the fear of the Lord is not like the fear that we have for something that can hurt us. But it is a reverence. It's an honor. It's a submission to him saying, you are greater than I am. You know more than I am. I want you building my life. I want you to take care of me and to show me the way, because I am not capable on my own. And so when I read these scriptures back to back, it just started stirring a love for the word in me. And I, I was not the same after that. I'm one of those people that I have a concordance this thick, and it's I was using it this week, and the back is just falling off of it, and I'm just trying to, because I'd rather do that than do computer, okay? (laughs) Because that's the way I learned. And I love to dig in there. I love to go in there and look up words and see, you know, see what the original Hebrew and Greek is. I love all of that because it makes me feel like every time I go to the Word and every time I do that, then I'm able to surrender a little more of myself to him. You know, because I'm seeing him in his greatness and in his glory and in his beauty, and he's enough. He's enough when we see him that way. Um, Proverbs twenty-four three through three through four says, "A house is built by wisdom, and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of." precious riches and valuables so building a house is a it's a lifelong project you know sometimes I know for me God has delivered me from so many things in my life healed me of so many things in my life emotionally and physically And sometimes when he does that, you feel like, oh, I'm good now. There's nothing else ever going to happen to me. But we live in this fallen world where there's things that's going to happen. And I would rather be close to God in a way that I can hear from him in those times than me try to do it on my own. Because this house is constantly being dealt with, you know, Um, every day we need new mercies don't we if if that wasn't if we didn't need new mercies God wouldn't put it in the Bible if we didn't need new mercies every day see we need him every day not just once a week and not just get what we need and then go our own way But I started thinking about the house and and how God deals with me. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not pointing any fingers because he gave me this message first before I'm giving it to you. So I'm not pointing fingers, but can I tell you, we've got stuff in our house that is unnecessary. We've got stuff in our house that is weighing us down. You know, I thought about, this one chair that I have, and, and it's not about the chair, but it's about the way that we will keep these raggedy chairs or these things that don't, that we should have gotten rid of a long time ago, but they're comfortable for us. You know, how many hours do we spend with that thing of comfort, with that thing that doesn't really do anything for us but fl- feed our flesh? And so we need to get rid of some old raggedy chairs. If you're being, if you're weighed down, if you're, if you're feeling like um, the joy is gone, you feel like you don't have a life, you don't have anything that the word says you should have, invite him to come in. Invite him to begin to clean house. Because I'm telling you, it might hurt for a minute, to let go of something that you've been holding on to see God is the builder of our house we don't we don't belong to ourselves after we come to him we belong to him we are his house his children and he can build us the way he wants but we have to surrender and we have to have that fear or reverence in order for him to do that, because you see, he is definitely not going to come in and do anything that we do not allow him to do. And a lot of us have grown up with things happening to us that we had no control over. And so we, we stand and we, we put our hand out, like, don't, don't come any closer than this God. But I'm telling you, he's the one you need to open up and let him come in and let him do the work that only he can do. So this morning... Those of you that pray, Abigail, could you join us and Melanie? And there's others in here that if uh, I just I want us to be able to pray because I know there are people here today. I mean, whatever your need is, maybe I didn't say anything today that that you, you know, you felt like it was for you. But God has something for you. God, God uh, has something for you even when I'm limited in in what I say or do. I'm dependent upon God to speak to your heart today. And so if you just need prayer, you just want encouragement, you need to make a decision that you're having a hard time making, come, we, I, I remember running to the altar when I was first saved. We need to get back to coming to the altar again. And not being a worried about, worrying about what people think. Oh, they must think I'm a really big sinner. I, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not trying to force you. I'm just saying, let God speak to your heart. And if you don't want to come up here, just let that be your altar. But go to the altar in your heart today. And let him minister to you today. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.